Because, you know, that's yeah. the easy route away. What was it? Yeah. Animate us yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> An- okay. Animate my child lash out the devil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, 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 no. I Welcome back to Gamble's Green Room. I'm your host, Mike Gamble, bringing the people you need to know with the stories you want to hear today. Of course, I'm joined by another family member of mine. She's my big little sis, my little big sis. She's smaller than me, but she's older than me. So she's my little big sis. Yeah, my little big sis. <laughs> she has worked on The Lion King in West End. She trained at Lane Theater in London. She's also done the musical Legally Blonde. She's been teaching uh, dance for, I can't tell you how long, and she's actually now also part of the Swedish Dance Sport Federation. We're going to get into all that juicy good stuff. I'm talking about my big little sis. No, my little big sis. (laughs) Anna G. Jensen in the house. Hey, sis. Uh, Hello. 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 How you doing? How you doing, baby girl? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. Yeah. Very good. She got mm-hmm. she got her curls all quaffed down and the straight blowout type. She got the hair. Only we need yeah. is a wind machine right now. So she, yeah, we yeah. just need the wind machine so we can just get it flowing. Because you know, as a black girl, we want the hair to move sometimes, right? <laughs> uh, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. So we met in oh. 2009 when I moved here and you had just come back from London, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you came 2009, right? Mm-hmm. I moved back. Well, yeah. I moved back 2008 in November. Yeah. So I came back the year after you. Well, yeah. I came the year after you came back. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. remember you coming into Dance Forum. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> it was a new sight to see. Yeah. And we hit it off. And here we yeah. are. Yeah. Cool. So let's so let's go back. Let's back it up. We're gonna get to that in a moment. But you're originally from Gothenburg. Originally from Gothenburg, yeah. Mm-hmm. But born and raised, but outside of Gothenburg. And then uh, I'm adopted from Ethiopia, Addis mm-hmm. Abeba, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How old were you when you came to Sweden as an adoptee? Six months old. Six wow. months old. Okay. So yeah. So that I was very young. Yeah, I'm pretty much Swedish. Yeah. I always meet these African people like, yeah, you Somalia, Eritrea. I'm like, no, dude, I'm Ethiopian. Yeah, like Addis. <laughs> they start talking the language and I don't speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One day I will go back though. One day I will yeah. go back. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what so what was your family? Uh you you have a sister? Yes. I have a Younger sister who is taller than I am, so she's always been the sister, even though she's the younger sister. Yeah. <laughs> and her name is Lisa. Yeah. Nice. So what was yeah? Um you said you grew up outside of Gothenburg. Where? Yeah. Uh, it's actually called Gulbring and Golfbana. You grew up on a golf course? Yeah. You did did you not know that? <laughs> no. I played golf since I was like seven. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was pretty good. 
And I did not pursue it because obviously I had to go the opposite direction. The dance. Mm-hmm. The... My dad was not too excited about that. <laughs> How have I, I a lot of never golf. known And I was this. good. People were like, I don't, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. On a golf course. Wow. What was that like? Yeah. Uh, no, but it was in, in a sense, it was a nice community. It was like a small area, only a few families. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had like, you could move around, bike around, play around, do anything and have fun and feel safe. Uh, it was really on the countryside. Well, you know, when we would go to school, we had the bus driver, our own bus driver coming to pick the children up, driving us to school, picking us up, driving us back home. We were even allowed to stand next to him so we could open and close the door. Like it was oh, cute. Yeah, it was really cute. If you, if I really look back to it, it, it was a nice, safe area. But then you have other obstacles, obviously. But no, it was a nice. It's, it's a nice place to grow up. In. Safe environment. Mm-hmm. You mentioned obstacles. You missed. You yeah. mentioned other obstacles, like. Such as, you know, being the only ethnic child in the area, like, mm. you know, raised in a school, which is very small, which was very, I don't know the correct word for it, but in Swedish they call Schattuaner, kind of, kind of very, the way of being Christian, but very like black and white. Uh, if you yeah. do this, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> if you do this, it was like. And uh, we literally, ha- I had nightmares, apparently. I don't remember that. And my parents and the other parents of the area they had a big old meeting with the school. You can't talk to the kids. And I was in, like, what, second or third grade? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we prayed, like, five times a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, different. Mm-hmm. But I'm not scarred from it like that. But it was yeah. like something I can reflect on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think the school was we. You would go to school. You would go first grade, second grade on your own. But when you started third grade, you go to third third year and fourth year went together in the same classroom. Mm-hmm. So some subjects we together and mm-hmm. I don't know how and even when you went to fifth and sixth grade and if we when we had to go and have gymnastics we had to hop on a bus and travel up to like we were like farmers for real like we, <laughs> I love the fact yeah. that that thought just popped in your head like oh yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah like literally so I would go there from first grade to sixth grade, and then I had to move school by the time I started my secondary high school. Oh, no, mm. high school. Yeah. And then when I started my secondary high school, I had to change to another school. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I played golf. Wow. <laughs> Until what age did you play golf? I think... I don't know, because I started to become like this rebel. I wanted to like to pursue dance. And mm. like from my house to the bus, it would like be two kilometers. Mm-hmm. And then the buses from Mashan will go every third hour. So, you know, I would walk my two kilometers just to stand there, open the bus, go do my classes. Uh, uh, 
I don't really know. Like, I think I started to. Okay, maybe, let me ask this: When did you start? When did you start dancing? I did that in an early age, and then I. Oh, my mom put me into dance quite early, mm-hmm. but I, it wasn't that serious. And then they, her and her friend took us to Gothenburg. Funnily enough, it was a dance forum. Uh, years later, I ended up working there. Um, so I would say 13, age of 13, I started to dance. And mm-hmm. then eventually I moved into Gothenburg and started to dance by the age of maybe 15. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was a completely different school. It was like, and I used to go to this school in Kungel, and I was like, "Well, we're in the like the highest level. You go into Gothenburg, you like, okay, <laughs> reality shock, reality check. Uh, I'm not that great. Okay, <laughs> you need to like, no, literally, we because we signed up for advanced class, and mm. I remember my first dance teacher was David Bayer. Mm-hmm. He lives nowadays in Norway. Oslo, and when we had to do exercises across the floor, I was so scared. I literally just stood there. I was like, nope, nope, I'm not doing it. Nope, I can't. But yeah, and from there on, it's history. Question, the because I'm privy to some information, was the studio in Kungal by any chance run by Miss Wolf, Elizabeth? Or was there a different? No, no. Okay. There was another lady called Anna. Mm-hmm. She was my dance teacher. And I remember, I don't know if you, I think you have met, met her. Uh, her name is Sandra, but she works at Lisa Bay now. She's doing all the Halloween stuff now. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. She used to be my, like, idol. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, who is she? Short hair. She had the whole, like, uh, Bodysuit, <laughs> dogs, leg, black leg warmers, sweatband. And I was like, oh, Could you so have a more like, typical 80s jazz image in your head? Well, I, I didn't no, have No, not in your head, but like that's what that's but that's what she looked like. That, that, that was that's the what she image. looked yeah. like. She was like the best in class. And I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. So that she kind of got me inspired. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started to like tear our parents' living room upside down, practicing on our own, doing dance. And, mm-hmm. and we had a group called Black and White. Oh, how obvious. <laughs> she was really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Black and White. And we even did like this, you know, what is it? It's like an amateur cabaret you can mm-hmm. apply for and you were supposed to perform it on stage at least about it mm-hmm. and i remember we had to do an audition my whole family came along my sister got so nervous so she couldn't then it was inside rondo mm-hmm. it's not existing anymore but in that sense so my sister was so nervous and so grumpy so she had to sit on the other side because she couldn't sit with my parents and i remember i was wearing all white and Sandra was wearing all black because we were like black and white. And then we literally were sliding around on that floor because it was like wood floor. And we had a little what, ballet shoes. No. <laughs> yeah, we did oh, that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So I just realized that the group black and white was you and Sandra. Yeah. 
You that the black and white. We felt and you so wore all white, and she wore all black. All black, yeah. Uh, at least it wasn't ebony and ivory. At least no. <laughs> <laughs> we felt so like it. We like wow, we're so creative here. No, but we did like oh, and then uh no, no, I did not. Look <laughs> oh in no, that, what no that ballet suit? No, that's not cute. No, but we did it. That's how it all started. Okay, but did did the audition go well? Did you get to perform at the cabaret? No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. No, because we were slipping and sliding like I don't know what. Like, cause it was so slippery on that wood mm. floor in some ballet shoes. Yeah. I said, it's the bad news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're around fifteen around this time. You said. Yeah, around 14, yeah. 15, six, yeah, 16, 15, yeah. So then now we're we're off the golf course with the uh, yeah. super yeah. Christian farmers uh, schooling. We're now going to Kungalvin dancing. We meet Sandra. Now we're going to Gothenburg and we're like, oh, shit, I'm not as good as I thought I was. When you started at Dance Forum, was it just evening classes? Like extra yeah, classes? Because purely... you ended up going to school was... there as well. Yeah, but that took some time. Yeah. And I think I actually started at dance forum when I was 16 because I was in my secondary high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, started to do train once a week, realizing, well, this is not enough. Mm-hmm. Started to do more classes, ended up buying this VIP card so you can practice as much as you want to. Uh, I kind of felt that that's where my identity started to build up. That's what I'd love to do, make mm-hmm. me happy. So I literally would go and dance as much as I could on Fridays. I would dance, then I would take the last, because it's much done at that time. The buses went every third hour. So by the time I was on my way home, all my friends from secondary high school, like they were on their way into town to go partying. And I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then I woke up. Saturday morning, getting up, getting the first bus into town, just so I can dance. Every third hour was the bus. Yeah. That is, wow. Yeah. But you were committed to dance. So I was committed. Like I have my neighbor, she used to, what's her name? Um, Not neat. Crochet. Bro, bro, crochet, yeah. Like, and, and she had done this hanging image with crocheting. And then, like, it was our family. And then it was always Anna with the bag. They would see me walk my two kilometers or bike every damn day to go and do my dance. Yeah. I was like, and I made new friends. I made a new identity. Yeah, no, that's when, and I literally spent my my whole life, like I made new friends and that made a whole difference. Then I met my friend Linda and her and her mom and her new husband lived in Mayuna. So I literally started to live with them for a while because mm-hmm. I wanted that. Right. So It made it easier. Yeah. I figured it out. I was like, no, I want to dance. And then from there I started to, like, I had this, uh, a big discussion with my dad because I was going to this secondary high school. I went to 
one direction and I got into a class that even if you were good average, it was never good enough. Mm-hmm. It was never good enough. So my dad was like, no, she needs to redo the and go back. And I was like, oh. So I changed and we had a whole premium shop business. And he was like, you just want to change the kitchen money. Yeah. I was like, maybe. And then, <laughs> and then it, then I started to, when I was in secondary high school, I started to dance, do more classes at dance forum, performing in the evening shows, you know, when mm-hmm. they had the fine end of the year show. Yeah. Um, I remember so well, the lady who runs, runs the school and her husband, he said to me, like, Anna, you should really be on stage. I was like, oh, yeah, you should really be on stage. And I didn't, you know. So then that created, and then I had, you know, when you go to secondary high school, you're allowed to go out for one week or two to practice in real life, like an internship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did that at her store. So I started to work there extra. And then I was like, well, I really want to do this. I really want to dance. And uh, I had a meeting with my mom and this lady. It went great. And then the obstacle was my dad. Yeah. And the then dad we wanted had you to a, golf and be an academic. And... Oh, academic. And yeah, golf and academic. So then finally we had a meeting with my dad. He finally agreed to it. And he was in their office. And I was sitting here, ran. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was my stepping stone. So I'm yeah. always prepared for her. And then my dad hit. Mm-hmm. It was a screaming match. Now it's like this. Between Ron and your dad? It was crazy. I was like, I was just literally sitting like this. Yeah. Screaming match. And she was just as stubborn as my dad. And he gave yes. up. It, it, we both know how stubborn she can be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will forever be grateful for her. Without her, I wouldn't have done half of the things I've done because she believed in me and she fought for me. What was what was the what was dad so adamant about with it? It's like why should she do that? Like, you know, that's not gonna give her any work. That's not gonna provide her a good future. Because he didn't understand. Mm. So eventually he agreed. So I did finish off my secondary high school. And then he said, because at the time they just started to launch their education. So there was only one uh, group of people during the mm. first year. So it was not funded by the government yet. So you couldn't take a student law. Yeah. But that meant Daddy had I say. need my parents. Yeah. And yeah, so when I had my graduation day, you know, all my friends, students, they all went out partying. What did I do? I went for dinner with a friend, got home because I had an audition day the day after for the school. And I was, all I wanted to do, I wanted to get into school. So I auditioned, got in, and then my dad was like, he kept me on a string, on a leash the mm-hmm. whole summer. And then he went, yeah, yeah, we'll let you have fun for a year or so. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas, the first term, the Christmas started to come up, we said, invite our parents to come mm-hmm. 
And I think that was like the first reality check for him. So a few of our parents came to watch, you know, class is what we do. Yeah. And my dad was like, wow, you guys are working hard. You're like sweating like a pig. You're yeah. like, you're working hard. Mm-hmm. And then first year came around for the show and he could kind of realize, wow, there is a massive improvement within a year. Yeah. So, so it kind of, you know, it took a couple of years for him, but yeah. You know, this is going to sound so horrible, but no, hearing this, it reminds me of the movie Footloose, <laughs> where <laughs> Kevin Bacon goes into this really, really religious town and like <laughs> dances prohibited. And like yeah. the dad of the oh. town is like the preacher and he's like, you're not going to dance and dancing yeah. <laughs> aloud. Yeah. And then at the end is like, oh, you guys can dance. It's fun. It's <laughs> yeah. So you pretty much lived your own private footloose. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Like, what? what? Like when we were in sixth grade, we wanted to have a class, like a party for the class. And we felt so naughty by dancing on the teacher's desk we like, and we were listening to twisted sister and like we were like oh we're so bad we're gonna go to hell but we're gonna do it like you know this is how like old school that school was oh yeah wow mm-hmm. that's like footloose meets dirty dancing meets matilda <laughs> yeah <laughs> Meet the black girl in the midst of it all. Now, you weren't the scapegoat for all of this, were you? Like, you weren't blamed. No, for- no. Okay. No, just, I wasn't. Just, no, hey, I, wasn't I just got to make me. sure because, you know, that's yeah. an easy route away. What was it? Yeah. Animators yeah. do it. Yeah. You- <laughs> An- no, animate my child, lash out the devil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, 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 no. I wasn't. So, yeah. So that's how my dancing started. I didn't know. I actually didn't know until I was maybe like 16, 17 that I started to realize this is what I want to do mm-hmm. because I felt so at home. Right. I could express my vocabulary, my frustrations, my sadness, my happiness, my surprises, like all my feelings were coming through. Since I was quite a shy child, mm-hmm. you know, living in as a minority where you grew up and in school and every Every year in my school. So it felt so empowering to know that I'm good at something and I don't have to speak. Mm. I just have to be me. Mm. So that was really the stepping stone. And I'm forever grateful for that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you learning new things. Right I am. <laughs> this, I, I knew some of this, but I didn't know all. Like, this is when you think you know someone for 13 years, then you yeah. hear, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now so now we've auditioned, we've gotten into Dance Form Performing Arts School. You are yeah. the first or second class of the education program. Yeah, second class. Yeah. Okay. So and the program is three years long. Yeah. It was when we joined the performing arts program, at least the first maybe four or five years. The people who got into the school program were more focused on dance. That was going to be my next so question. Was all, it? Was it any? Were you singing at all 
No, we had like maybe once a week in some theater, but we were mainly focusing on dance. Mm-hmm. And then you had to do your own classes for singing. We had some singing. It was my nightmare. I hated it. But that's another drama. But mm-hmm. so I think that generation we that started were much stronger dancers than I'm not saying they're bad now, but but it was a different the, quality. It was a different quality. Uh, yeah, level. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we had some amazing teacher when we started. A really good teacher. So, yeah. At any time during your three years at performing arts school, did mm-hmm. you question yourself of continuing with dance? Never. Oh, not once. Okay, cool. Never. I maybe like through a. The third year, when you know you had to go into reality, but I think I absolutely ate and was breathing that hole because I loved it. Mm. And I was a late bloomer, you know? Yeah. Most of the people that came that had gone to Stubland Ballet School, they had done this. And I'm like, ballet, what? Like, I was so new to it. So I was so hungry to learn everything. I remember... I had an episode with my hay fever and it got mm. down to my Your lungs? You call it? Yeah. So I was coughing a lot and I had to take cortisone. And I literally didn't want to leave. And my balance said, You need to go home now. No. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go home now. No. He's like, I'm gonna phone your mom. Hello. You need to get your daughter home. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to come and get her. I was like, I don't want to. Because I was so petrified. I didn't want to miss anything. So for me, I was like a SpongeBob. I was just sucking every information in. Yeah, no, I loved it. So you you actually said this a moment ago that it's when you started to feel like you. That it became your vocabulary, your language. You were so expressive while dancing. So I I can completely understand that removing yourself from that euphoria of having a voice, so to speak, having your voice through your Mm -hmm. body was not a nightmare, but it's something you just, you didn't want to leave it. You didn't want to miss out on anything. Another quick question. Did Sandra go to school with you? She did, but she's a year younger than me, but she chose to go to a folk school. What do you call that? We don't What's have the we, word. We don't have a no, but it's word like word. a like a pre-year before you join the actual program. Yeah, it's called. Venice I guess you Bay. call it community college, but it's not the same. No, it's not. For those for those uh, that are in the U.S., that would be the easiest reference. It would be like a junior college, not even a community college, like a junior right. college, like a preparatory yeah. college. Yeah. So she joined that, but I think our ways started to shift because I got so focused. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. And she had, we're still friends to this day, you know. Yeah. Um, but we had some time to go in different ways because I was like, literally, this is what I want to do. I was living, breathing in every day, sitting in front of my mirror, learning to do contractions. I'm like, no, I went, I am. I was such a nerd, and I still am a nerd, but I'm, you know, I'm not there now. Like, I want to fight for to get things. Like, no. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. So we go through our three-year program at Performing Arts School. We are getting better day by day, year by year. We're, we're so in love with dance that we are 
not mi- trying not to miss class when we have hay fever uh, inflammations and stuff. After your third year, did you go directly to London or what was your process? What happened? No, I was so ready to get out there. Uh, I had a plan that I, was like, I thought I need to move to Stockholm. Oh, Stockholm first. Yeah, I wanted. I, I we did some auditions during the third year, mm-hmm. and I was really like, I remember we went to Denmark. I auditioned my first audition. Some of, not not maybe the first, but one of them for cats. I was like, I want to do cats. Oh, and I did. I always did well, but then I was like, damn, I'm not getting the job. Anyway. After I finished my first year, because since my family had a flat in Stockholm, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to go up there for the summer, did summer classes uh, the whole summer. And especially one teacher who impact, impacted me a lot. Like I met Charles Moore during my year, but his name is Bill Goodson. He really... Yeah, Guilty Goodson. Mm, How did you meet Goodson. Bill? He's in Sweden. he's used to be in Sweden a lot to teach. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So he had a huge impact on me, and he's kind of also raised me in many ways. I've had some amazing, I must say, black men mm-hmm. stirred me the right way, giving me tough love in many ways. So I remember going to Stockholm, practicing for Bill Goodson, and I remember in class and. I was still so new. And he was like, yeah. Pause the class. He's like, this is how you're going to do it. Like her. And I was like in the group, like looking back. I'm like, who? Her? Who? I'm like, he's like, no, I'm talking to you. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh. Anyway, he gave me tough love. He was really good. And uh, yeah, he gave, in so many ways, he's uh, also helped me. Like I would say, Tonkins, uh, David Bayer, Bill Goodson mm-hmm. has really, like, shown me tough love. Uh, then I was in Stockholm in the summer, got back home after summer, took my driver's license eventually. Then I got a job uh, at a tour for ZTV in Sweden and in Denmark. And then I literally moved to Stockholm that year because I finished, I did my driver's license and I moved to Stockholm. And then then there came other challenges when I started to realize my skin color is not giving me work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why am I doing so good? I do dishes, but I never get the work. And then I'm like, whoa, it's an ensemble. Yeah, eventually I started to clue in. I don't fit in. Right. I even was offered, uh, I did a TV job. I'm not going to mention the name, but the person said, yeah, well, I want three blondes and three brown hairs, but I want you, she couldn't do it, so I'm asking you to do the job. And I was like, and it's funny enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. What? This person tells you, I had my crew but mm-hmm. one of them can't do it. So I guess I'm asking you to do it, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Wow. And this was for a tour? No, this was for a New Year's show. What? And I did it. And it's funnily enough, the artist, the performer was like, 
I remember her so well saying, oh, my God, you adopted, you were. Like, her biggest dream was to adopt a child from Ethiopia, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And now, years down the line, she's a mom. And she was giving me so much praise and so happy that I was there doing. For me, it was like, wow, I'm dancing to my childhood, childhood um, whore. I'm like, sorry, no, hood. <laughs> Damn, that's like... <laughs> Uh, okay, delete and beep. Uh, <laughs> and she has adopted a child now. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, that was like my first experience. Then I did plenty of additions. And I even have another one, no, men, no name mentioned. He's like, yeah, I think you're a great dancer. But you see, I would love to hire you. But if I hire you, you would stick out. And I don't want that in a company. Like, wow. Yeah, I've had some... This is in the 90s? Oh, yo. Yo. Mm-hmm. So, People you... have told me... Mm-hmm. Wow. I did... Like, I we, we discussed a lot of, like, your upbringing, like, the... Mm-hmm. The cultural difficulties you had, but I, I never knew it was, like, that punch you in your throat deep yeah and that goes even way back before for school as yeah. well people are literally like yeah no so that's why sometimes when i act weird or like i do think because i have some traumatic episodes or people judging like just stupidness yeah. like you know well, it's, yeah. it's not stupid. It's trauma. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those of that have been listening, a number of minority performers that I've had as guests have discussed little mm-hmm. stuff that to other mm-hmm. people don't seem big, but it becomes truly traumatic that yeah. even though even though you've coped with it, yeah. it's still there. And then yeah, you realize just- down the line that it's still not a part of your life, but it's still there. It's still... You're yeah, still working still- through it. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yo. Yeah. I, I remember you saying moments ago mm-hmm. when you first started auditioning that you weren't getting jobs and then you went to Stockholm. So I wanted, I was going to ask if you, if that was when you realized that it was something, but it just, the answer came right to you. It's like, oh, yeah. you're too dark. You stick out. It's, I... Yeah. And then eventually, like, I was really productive, like, I was really trying to hunt down my work, and I joined, you know, I've always been a person great to, like, connect, and, you know, mm-hmm. and we joined a band, and I was literally, like, hunting down everything I could to get my friend to join me as a dancer, and she's adopted from Korea, and... Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's like uh, news. Uh, and we were uh, touring with the band. Like, you know, literally they felt like we were the immigration group when we were out touring. And I had that, like, even before I got to Stockholm, mm-hmm. I used to work extra while I was doing my program as a freestyle dancer in clubs, you know, mm-hmm. gave you some extra cash. And I wanted to be at Park Lane because that was the place to be because you could be at home. And they literally also said to me, well, you know, we can't have you there because you're black. What? 
Yeah, they wouldn't allow me in sometimes because the only reason they let me in if I would go out because of my friend Nana. The people have told me enough times you're not good enough for because you're black. Whoa! Oh, so y'all, Sweden ain't as no, it's better it's not. now, but y'all like there's such this image of Sweden being no, such a welcoming and uh no. diversified like they're leaps ahead of everybody and equality and stuff this is a person who actually we're talking to someone who grew up in the in the culture and mm-hmm. experience experiencing this mm-hmm. throughout her life mm-hmm. and then you hear stories and so many people are like oh it couldn't have been that it couldn't have been that bad no we're we're did you hear the words coming out of her mouth? She was literally told it's because you're black. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Cause... how did what what did you how I'm I'm lost for words now. Because I am so lost for words now. How did you what 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 gave you the motivation to keep going? There we go. Oh, I think the dance must have uh, always been my like my vocabulary. I felt mm. I was good at something and I wasn't feeling judged because I was just doing, doing my dance for what I'm not my skin color. No, but that gave me, that made me, that's where I really felt my purpose in life. Even though I was struggling with the area where I grew up in, they were like, what, <laughs> what you're going to be dancing. I'm like, yeah. So it's always so funny because, you know, you do your things. I've done so much work and I feel ever so grateful. But then you must not forget, I fought for every bit of it. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, as you know yourself, you know, it's easy for people to say, yeah, you're there. No, you worked hard to get where you are. You know, it's so so easy for people to just smooth it out. Like, oh, no, you work hard. So. For me, even to go out to where I grew up, I hate putting my foot down because I'm like, I've always said to my parents, like, yeah, it's easy to do, like, say, wow, she's doing so well. I'm like, yeah, well, you were laughing at my face when I wanted to do pursue my dance. Mm-hmm. So I think my dance has always been, for me, I think it helped me in so many ways of being more confident than as being a black girl, like the minority everywhere I went. I was always the only one. When I was in secondary high school, I had one other girl in my class and I couldn't connect to her because I was looking at her like, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And I feel really bad. Like, but because everyone in my surroundings always told me whatever you look like is not okay. And I wouldn't want to change a bit about myself now. But at that time, when you're 16, 17, trying to find your identity, so I think why I always go back to is all these great uh, brands. She did a great deal for me, believed in me, fought for me. I had David Byer as well, who really fought for me. He was my first black teacher. Like, Like I could look at someone and, okay, you know, you have to have representation matters. So you have something to identify. I had another teacher, Jeffrey Carter, and then Bill Goodson. So when I was in Stockholm, you know, struggling, I was like, and I remember like 
the first year I did the summer and then I came back a year later and he was back in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Oh my days. Oh my day. Coming back so excited. Yeah, let's practice. He pauses the music and he cusses me out. Yeah, I've been doing your classes, have you? Are you talking to me? Yeah, he's talking to me. Like you're a black woman, you by yada yada, giving me the whole speech that you need to be this, you need to be working harder, you need to be that. Like, like he literally humiliated me in front of everyone. And I was like, okay, got home, cried. My friend said, well, Anna, he only does it because he cares about you. Yeah, boy, he's telling me that I've been lazy because I haven't taken my classes. So I had my cry out at home, got back in the evening. I was like, no, you're not going to put me down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back. So I went back. He's like, there she is. There she is. <laughs> he was really like, <laughs> I was like, and I had, and I'm like, I'm happy. I have that drive. I had that drive. No, you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. So, but he taught me a lesson there because you're a black girl. You need to prove yourself even more. That's what your whole life is all about. I have to. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware of it. You always have to be there. I've been trying to tell my family everything I do, I can't just settle. I have yeah. to. Level up ten times. Yeah, because we're all we're already fighting an uphill battle. That no matter yeah. what we say, no matter what we do, there's an expectation yeah. of not failure, but of uh, limitation of what our actual uh, skill set is. So yeah. you always have to come correct. You always have to be a hundred and thousand points over just yeah. to just to be. It's because just to be average, you have to be above yeah. average. <laughs> yeah. You have to be yeah. exceptional as a black person so that you yeah. can be accepted as yeah. average. But then at that same point, exactly. you're like, do you see the fucking shit that I'm doing? Yeah. So exactly. I'm beyond, I'm beyond average. But no, if you don't live this experience, whether you're friends or an ally or whatever, you still don't fully understand the amount of work of presentation that comes into the, being a person of color. It's not just black, it's also Asian uh, yeah. or Latino. Like Latina, yeah, it's more, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm hoping to get him on as well, but Irvin is from Chile, but he looks white. And he's like, you don't understand how many people identify me as white, but I'm completely Latino. I was born in Chile. I might be very yeah. fair-skinned, so... Yeah. I, I, I'm appreciative for the past that I get to book jobs, but then I feel diminished because they're diminishing my Latino side just because they want yeah. to see me as a certain way. I'm like, yeah. bro, yeah. it is, it is a lose, lose situation for all of us who come from a minority path because mm-hmm. somehow they only accept us through their vision of what yeah. their vision of yeah. life is. Yeah. Of, of their perspective of, mm-hmm. uh, normality so to speak yeah yeah oh that is just yeah so bill is kicking your ass uh mentally yeah. in class well but what he's trying to do is build you up yeah so how long he... were you how long were you in stockholm 
And then what happened? I lived there for barely, yeah, maybe two years, barely, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I decided because I kept going for auditions, and I was like, why do I always get to the end? I never get the job. Yeah. And then I started to go, yeah, well, hello. Uh, how many black people? No one, just me. And it wasn't any really black people when I was doing auditions at that time. Because I saw all my friends getting work in Copenhagen and they were like booking jobs. But I'm like, what? what? And people that I felt that that's not as good as I would. Yeah. To yep, be true. We all know so, that story. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what, what, am I do- what am I doing wrong? I started to get really down. I was doing, you know, we had I had tours and I did things, but also, when we did this tour with this group, I had some amazing jobs. So we would travel to Germany, performing the stage for like 30,000 people. It was me and my friend. And so I've had like great experience, but it's always felt like I have to hunt down the work. It's not, you know, I ha- like I was like my own PR agent. Like, oh, this is my friend. Yeah, she's Korean. Like, we were looking together. We work great together. Like, Everything I did, I wanted to be able to do a job. And then since I didn't get into a company in Stockholm, when he literally said, well, you know, we can't have you. You know, you're a great dancer, but, you know, you if you were in the company, people, you're going to stick out. People are going to look at you. And I was like, wow. And then my mom started to talk to Rand. So I ended up going to London again to do more training because I felt that maybe I'm not good enough. So I did... Uh, Went to Lane Theatre Arts, and I was only meant to do two terms. Got in on a Vans recommendation. I didn't do an audition, so I signed up with the first year, but I was doing classes with the third year. Don't ask me why. And I was also, good. and it was also like a, I'm a minority. Like it was it, by that by itself was a struggle. And mm. I remember I had this teacher Barbara Evans, and she was like. She would literally turn off the music in class. Anna, I felt you were dancing so much better yesterday. Don't you like the people in class? And I'm like, what? what? I'm like, do you want me to have enemies? I'm thinking, is it you don't like them? Don't you? I'm like, but dude, you making me? I'm like, well, I was like, See, but I couldn't say. This is why when you were doing the dancing on the teacher's uh, desk in elementary school. I asked if you were being the if you were the scapegoat for y'all going to hell. Yeah. that's the thing. Because now this teacher in London is quote unquote blaming you, yeah, for not dancing how she wanted you to dance for everybody yeah. else, which was bringing everybody else down. Yeah. Vers- versus why isn't everybody else pulling themselves up? Like why do I yeah. have to be? Yeah. Why do you have to be the? rock support for everybody else in their skill yeah. set. Like, why can I not have an off day? Why, mm-hmm. why, why are you not talking to them asking if they don't like, if they don't like Anna, like Anna's yeah. going hardcore every day. Why does yeah. she have to carry it? See, that's, I, I, I knew that scapegoat thing was going to come up at some point. <laughs> I, it just, it's just part of yeah. our, it's literally just part of our, again, what yeah. I was saying as being a person of color, it's, there are so many things that we all know that we've experienced separately but together throughout our time not even just as performing artists but just as people of color and mm-hmm. in your education program who mm-hmm. chow continue continue <laughs> no, but she, so i went there and did that and i remember she 
when we do the summer shows in that school. So they gave me a scholarship to um, stay on. I remember I had to go to the principal and her name. Every day when you walk into school, you have to, if Miss Lane comes, you have to go, good afternoon, Miss Lane. Good morning, Miss Lane. It's like, and I said that wrong enough time. And I remember she pulled me up to the office and she was like, okay, how do you like it, Anna? And I was so fed up because I was like, I have a student loan on my hand. I'm going to speak my truth. And I was like, no, it's good. I just find the students here are really spoiled. They don't know if, because I'm here because I want something. I feel like they don't really want something. You need to work hard. Like, because they get in on a scholarship and they don't have to pay. I was like right. so honest. Anyway, she didn't kick me out. She kept me on. They had like many plans for me. Um, uh, and we did the summer show. And so the students have to do auditions for the actual teachers who's mm. choreographing. So I was given a few things, even a number for Barbara Evans, who she said, I love her though in many ways, but... Mm. So she created a sh- number around me. Ooh, Did I get any? Oh boy. Africa to America was the name of the number I remember. Oh, please uh, tell. Oh God, please tell me Barbara yeah. was not non-ethnic. Yeah. yeah, she was not. She was white. She's white. Oh, white. Why would you call a show like that? I was trying. I was trying to say that I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. No, 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 no. Why would you call? Yeah. And so we would be in rehearsal and she would, um, and then there was this girl, like, I'm going to say it. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, she was this girl. And I remember I had to put my hand around her face every time. She would be like, five, six, seven, eight. I was like, dude, like you like messing with my head. Like I know what I'm doing. And so at one point she stops. Like, Anna, what's going on? Every time you get to this point, you freeze. What's the problem? I was like, I'm not going to lie. Well, every time when I'm about to put my hand on her face, she's counting in my face. I know my counts, but she's counting. Well, that didn't go down well. So after that, I was like, oh, so then she goes, so what do you want me to do? Uh, What? I don't know. I said, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, you're asking me a question. I'm just answering a question. She goes, do you want me to tell her to shut the fuck up? And I was like, I did not say that. I said, do you want me to tell her to shut the fuck up? I was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, it'd be nice. I said, because I was so fed up, but everyone always like getting, trying to stab me from all the corners. I was like, you know what? Like, that's what I want you to stop fucking counting my face. That's really what I wanted. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Got myself more enemies, people. <gasps> Anna told me to shut the fuck up. I didn't use those words. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry to laugh, but that's a that's coping okay. mechanism. That is that yeah. is our coping mechanism that yeah, we hear these yeah, stories and we just laugh at these. I find it so like weird that I even dared because I think I was so fed up at this time, you know, her questioning me, asking how I'm feeling, you know, you know. And I was just like, you want me to tell her to shut the fuck up? I was like, yeah. I didn't even say yes. I was like, and she's like, and then everyone turned around, forgot about the teacher. She was like, I told me to shut the fuck up. I was like, I never said that. And then I was like, the bad person at school again. I was like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Everyone just like, boom. No. 
So that, yeah. And then long story short, was there, worked really hard. And I remember I was invited to summer, some house party and had two of my friends come from Sweden and they were like, uh, then I got ill, long story short. I've had lots of problems with my ears, mm-hmm. got really sick. I didn't get any support from school. I had to go home. I think I lost so much weight. I was really, 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 really ill. Everything I worked for for a year went whew, gone. Out the window. And I finally they released me from hospital. And they said, you're allowed to fly home, but that's it. And uh, before I flew home, I went by school and I cast them out for life. I was like, <laughs> I've had <Sorry>. that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Again, I'm laughing just because yeah. I know yeah. At, at yeah. you reached you your know. boiling point. You're like, yeah. okay, I got nothing left. I'm going to tell you about yourself and I'm yeah. going to let you know. Just, yeah. Then I had to go back home to Sweden and I had to start all over again. And luckily, Ran was nice enough to take me in. And she was like, I had to do the surgery. I had to start all over practicing everything I put my work into. And then I had just started tradition. So I had got an into dance company. She was lovely enough to say that, you know, once you're done, you've done your surgery, you're so welcome. You will always have a place here. Nice. So, was that in London so or in Sweden? In London, the company, okay. but I had mm-hmm. to fly home to Sweden right, right. to stay home for like a year, mm-hmm. starting to all over again. But obviously, my drive was still there, so I was like, get it, do it. So, yeah, and then it was just me trying to climb back up again. I was doing auditions, and I'm, I think I moved back 2000. And I feel grateful. Like, if I look back to my life, what I've achieved and done so many fun job opportunities mm-hmm. but you also you also work really hard to get them of course um, I, like there are moments in life I don't know if you ever think about it or question or reflect over it. like you know you, I've always been an achiever but sometimes like now throughout a couple of years I feel like no I'm not in the mood I'm not, I don't want to go to auditions anymore I'm done yeah. with that like I'm done with it mm-hmm. and I'm thinking is that bad no, it should be a natural. Like there are younger generations now. I don't have to prove myself anymore. Like no, I no. And again, but there is a struggle. There's a ag- struggle. Again, as a person of color, at auditions, you have to prove yourself more. Yeah. And that's yeah. where that's where the tiredness of it comes from. Because yeah. you know, I do shows for fun now, but I don't mm-hmm. do. I'm not doing the audition circuit. I'm no. Yeah. I'm not no. doing that shit anymore because, as you said, it's I don't have anything to prove. I know what I can do. I know yeah. what my skill set is. And I might yeah. not. Many people might not know what it is that should know what it is. But you know what? Yeah. I've done my work. I've put my work in. I've put my struggle in. Let's go. Like now yeah. we're on something else. Yeah. Completely yeah. with you. Thank you for putting it into words. Mm hmm. Because that's exactly how I feel. I know, I, you know, yeah. So yeah. So long story short, stayed in London. I thought I was going to be there for a year or two. Hired my pl- a flat in Stockholm, out, and then you're only allowed to rent it out for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, no, I think I want to stay because I all of a sudden I'm introduced to a world where there's much more ethnicity, even though. <laughs> 
you wouldn't think so. You think like, whoa, West End. But like, seriously, I knew the people I was competing against. That's how few we are. We would always joke like, yeah, the last two black people in the back. That's us. Because they would like maybe hire two at the highest in the Western show. And you know something else about that? You just said a wonderful word that people won't understand is that we're not allowed as persons of color. We're not allowed to be colleagues. We have to be competitors at an audition. Yeah. We're not allowed to support each other. We are indirectly taught that that is your competition and take them out. That there's only room enough for one, maybe two of us, and yeah. it's going to be me. So I'm sorry if I have to not step over you or do anything no. physical to you, but no. I can't be your friend right now. And no. that's one of the worst things ever because only yeah. thing we want is for all of us to succeed but yeah. we know that throughout time there's only limited room for us because we are still seen as problematic for standing out or there's yeah. not enough room to have more or i have this vision of an ensemble that looks like this and you would mm -hmm. just disrupt it like that shit still happens yeah. um many people know i'm uh been talking for the last two years about the problem with representation and diversification in the theater arts throughout Scandinavia, but it also goes globally. I've uh, done a couple open letters and uh, video uh, responses because this is still a thing that so many people think this is in the past that, oh, that's how it used to be. But you look at the setup of everything, it's better, but it's still not where it should be in 2023. Like there are still firsts that are happening that should be just a normal thing. Yeah. So true. So we're, we go from Sweden being told we're too yeah. black. We go yeah, to London we're uh, we're to school. There is, yeah, we're going to school, finding out different things. You're a minority there. You're being challenged again, but I'm fighting you through. And then got a job in a dance company. I had to wait because I got sick. Went back to practice from scratch again. Mm -hmm. going back to London and joined the company. And she was, it was also an interesting thing, joining this lady. She's an amazing dancer. She used to be a rumba dancer, had her own company, Just a Chain. And she was giving me questions about, oh, she adopted to white family. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I've never experienced this. Why am I being questioned? You mean your family's white? Uh, yeah. So it was, it was really, I was like, I'm just grateful that I'm, you know, whatever, not grateful. It's just a word. It's just like I'm adopted. Mm. But she was struggling with the idea that I'm raised in a white family. Because you're black. Again, <laughs> that, that construct of how people see us walking yes. into a room that no matter what we do, the first mm -hmm. thing people see is our skin. And we can't, yeah. we can't take it off. We can't change. Like, no. So... Yeah, then I and I ended up staying in London. Like we're gonna go quick, fast forward. Like I've mm -hmm. lived there for eleven years, but I you lived in London I for eleven was, years. Yeah, I kept saying, "No, I haven't been here this long." I'm like, "Well, I'm six now," and then like, it just kept, you know, it was eleven years in total. Wow, so it's like my hometown, literally. Yeah. And then. I was in London. I did lots of things. And it was so refreshing to come to London to do auditions. I knew I still was in a minority, like we were talking about before. You know, I knew who mm -hmm. 
my black peers were that I would compete with. That's how it felt. Yeah. And we'd be like, yeah, we're up against the same part. I would. I remember I was doing an audition for Saturday Night Fever. They were going to go and tour in Northern, in the, in the Nordic countries. I was like, I want this job. And this uh, black girl, melanin girl, she's like, we were at each other's throat. Not in an evil way. No, no, like, no. you know, I want this job. And I don't, none of us got the job in the end. They picked someone who's done the show, like in the West End, years ago. Yeah. So we were like, wow. And that way, fast forward, we meet again in The Lion King doing auditions. And at that point, when I, I did the audition for The Lion King previous years, and I was still, I was in Copenhagen doing some commercial work and shows. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from Aubrey who was at the time the resident dance supervisor, mm-hmm. someone recommended me, like how random is that? And he asked me, hi, would you be interested to audition for The Lion King in Germany or West End? I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did the audition once I was in London. Didn't do great. Well, the dancing went well. The singing went ish. But it wasn't bad. But then now when I look back, it was my friend Charlie <laughs> got the job, mm-hmm. who I now see. So when I auditioned a couple of years later down the line, and uh, I had just signed my contract to do West Side Story at Malmö Brand because I was so excited that I finally got a job in Sweden because I kept going home doing audition as well because uh-huh. I was like, I want to do auditions. I want to get a job in Sweden like everyone else. Right. Know. Because I am Swedish. Yeah. But no. And at that point, I remember when I got the job, they phoned me and said, we would like you to do this. And like my dad cried on the phone. He cried. Because he was like, you keep getting no's and rejection all upon rejection. And they were like, we don't know, understand how you can keep taking all this beating. Like, I'm like, I want to do this. And I had my friends in... uh, from Sweden, some of them were where I met a couple of girls. I got even I got in a fight with them as well because they were like, "Well, we're planning to go back home." I'm like, "I ain't going home." No, but I'm not. You gonna move back up? No, I'm gonna have a Western show. So I literally locked myself in for two days. I don't know how many CVs and resumes I sent off to different agencies, and then the liking phoned me and I did audition. It went well. And I was like, Okay, and I kept going forward, and I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, whoop. And then they invited me to the show, and I was like, oh. And people kept saying, well, the job is yours. I'm like, I don't know. I've just signed a contract. What am I going to do? And then I went on a so medical. <laughs> well, I had to phone to the union in Sweden. Say, I've just been offered a job now. This job is going to be for over, it's going to be a year's contract. I signed my contract with the Malmö Opera in September, but it wasn't going to start until the pre- next year in July. Mm-hmm. The Lion King, I auditioned in October, November. I had my answer in November. My job would start in March. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to take the uncomfortable, difficult conversation, say that I would really like to do this and I would be more than happy to help you find a black girl to do my part. Mm-hmm. And I recruited one of my friends from London who used to do the Lion King. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, you see, like, you see how, if you look at it, like, how weird is that? It's not like you couldn't find black people, but I had to bring a friend from the UK yeah. to do the show. And they're not taking the interest. Yeah. Right. I just find it so. So that's how it ended. And I think that was my moment that Malmo Plant is never going to hire me again. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't care because I'm in the West End now. Yeah, that's where I wanted to be. So that was also a great, like, um, a milestone to be surrounded by culture that I, I was not a minority, and it was a mm-hmm. really great feeling for me. I remember so well when I had had my premiere. My parents were supposed to come, and everyone was like, "What? You adopted to a white family?" But they weren't as judgmental as the previous dance dance, uh, dance company yeah so they were more excited we want to meet your parents so i remember my mom and dad came and i swear it was about 20 of us going hi Alice, mama, papa. And they were like this. <laughs> <laughs> and for swedish and for swedish parents that is just yeah. like ha, ha. <laughs> they were like what and but the great thing was that they felt Wow, you're really happy now. Yeah, I'm home. Mm. So it was, uh, but you know, no, it was, uh, I think I needed that for the growth of me, being me, getting confident, sick and tired of being the minority all the time. It was just, Mm. and like some of my natural behavior just was there, you know, trying to be the correct person. You have to be like a chameleon. Yeah, just be me, who I am truly into my core, uh, being seen for who I am. And so it was a great journey. Like since I was in the show for three years, I chose to leave the show. Because mm-hmm. I was like, my main goal was to, I want to be able to walk. I don't want to end up in a wheelchair. <laughs> What many people don't realize about The Lion King as a show is that it is physically demanding. It is one of the hardest technical shows and the amount of work that the ensemble overall is doing in that show is not detrimental to your health, but oh. it takes a toll yeah. on your body. Yeah. And you have to mentally be and physically. Or is it mm-hmm. physically and mentally? Yeah. Because also in West End, you were doing what, nine shows eight, a week? Yeah, eight, eight shows a week every week. And then during Christmas time, it's nine shows. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Mind you, there's on only seven days a week. On a metal stage. On a metal stage, you know, you jump. And my oh. main animal was uh, a gazelle. So. Ooh, all those leaps. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a whole process, you know, you practice and you sing and they come and give you the gazelles. And you're like, ah, you think you, you, <laughs> you think I'm going to jump with them? You have two gazelles. And then they come with a headpiece, which is this big. You're like, you seriously think I'm going to be able to jump with that thing on my head? 
And you need yeah. to jump as high as you did in rehearsal. Yeah. With all but the shit. But you do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Like, I, I, in the end, I was like, what, what? I have a headpiece. I don't even reflect on it. But it's so, so it's so many. It was a great show. I think uh, it's always going to be my family forever. And it's a hardcore you work. Extremely hard. Like, every Tuesday you come in. We have company class. And, if, you know, you can't just say, I'm not going to do the company class. No, well, if you don't do the company class, then you can't do the show. Right. And that they did because to keep us on check and warm up. And, mm -hmm. and they had warm up. No, we work hard. Always in uh, rehearsals for understudies. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I work hard. But I loved it in so many ways. And then what was it, it? Two years? Was it 2019 or 2021 where you had the uh, celebration of Lion King? Oh, good. I have it here. 2019. It was 2019. Because I can remember if it was before the pandemic or right. It was just pandemic. before the pandemic in the yeah. October. Yeah, that was also like I was there for the invite for the 10 years anniversary. And then. They turned 20, 2019, and it was so surreal. Like, you think, oh, this little girl comes from, like, way out on the countryside. On a golf course. Like, <laughs> yeah, on a golf course. Mind you, this black girl played golf. Like, it's so many people. Like, even in the Lion King company, stage management and crew were, like, play golf. And I go, yeah, I play golf. They were, black people don't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty good you know they wanted me to pursue it i was like not into it um so yeah it was a a beautiful time hard working mm -hmm. but even when i left the liking i still used to work with the production as a production assistant taking care of new cast members and taking them around london cars coming to pick me up was in the office helping them find living I was doing the kids' edition, and I was at the adults' edition as an assistant to the casting director. So I, yeah. I did a lot of like they've been a huge part of my life. Grateful for that, yes. and so it's been. Um, and I'm moving back home in 2008, and that was a shocker. So what was the motivation for moving back in 2008? I was fed up. I had the last place I was living. I really enjoyed it. But the friend of mine, she didn't want to live there. It wasn't really safe, you know, because we were living in a council flat. The guy who owned the flat had redone it. He was really nice and freshly standard. Mm -hmm. Me and my friend, it was a four-bedroom apartment. We were in charge of... Uh, renting out rooms so we took on the lease but mm -hmm. we could regulate our rent so yeah. like she was the one taking care of the rent i was like the handyman yeah and i was like people are way worse than you think when you rent out rooms uh yeah so, they have no respect no so she didn't want to have it anymore and then i just felt i am so fed up Walking around. Hello, my name is Anna. I'm a good girl. I pay my rent. No. It, and it kind of came from one day to another. My parents were like, what? You coming home? Yeah. I'm done. I'm fed up. I was not ready to move in because it's so... 
in so many ways, it's so difficult to find a good place. I remember I had to move from a place where I stayed for three years. Mm-hmm. And one day I looked at eight rooms. There wasn't even one room I could look at and go, hmm, I can make it my, because it's so nasty. Yeah. People are nasty in England. And I mean, we're talking about English people. We're talking about English people. They're nasty. Not because they come from a different country. No. They're nasty. Oof. Don't know how to clean. No, no. So, yeah. <laughs> I've gone through stuff. Losing weight because I can't live there, because I can't eat, because it's so nasty and dirty. No, I'm not doing it anymore. So that was my, I was just ready to go. And I think once I made the move, mm-hmm. everything kept coming to me. Like the guy who owned the flat that we were staying in, he was like, you know what, Anna, I'm going to allow you to stay here for free. If you can help me have like viewing of the flat. I'd be ever so good. I was like, yeah, send them over. Found truck company or they're going to come and pick up my stuff. Everything kind of just fell into place. So it was about For you to move back. So, mm. Yeah. So I felt like everything, I didn't have a struggle. Everything went really smoothly. So I was like, no, it's meant to be now because I had enough of London. Mm-hmm. London is crazy in so many ways, but also London has so many negatives. So expensive, you're never really home. You spend always on the go. Yeah. You know, but I'm happy I did it. Cool. It, you were there for 11 years overall, so. <laughs> yeah. um, when you came back to Sweden, did you go directly into teaching at Performing Arts School or? No, I didn't. I came back. Uh, Ran, she got me into come and do class and I was more like assisting her. She was like, I want you to show off, like, I want you to teach your students. You know, she would, so I practiced there, did professional classes, then I started to do auditions. So I was working quite a bit in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then I started to work at the reception at Dance Forum. And then I think 2009, I was about to start work. I don't remember. But I met you and I was used at the reception. I didn't really teach at that point. I mm-hmm. think I just, and she started to slowly get me to go, don't you want to have your own class? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. And then eventually that led up to having like, what, 17 classes a week or something like that. Like, yep. So, yeah. No, I still kept doing auditions when I came home. And I had like a, you know, you you boosted by coming from a place where ethnicity is... Uh, it's a lot of, so you never feel like you're a minority. You come back to Sweden and you're like, oh, it's so funny though, because I've kind of feel like I've gone into, I went into that shell again of mm-hmm. me being the minority and I don't like it. And yeah, it was so refreshing. And then you come through the door, meet you and I click instantly and I felt not alone. So yeah, Sweden is kind of, Put you, and even in Denmark, like, nah. So it's always a constant struggle. You have mm-hmm. to always prove yourself. Even where I work now, in school, wherever I do, go, I always the minority. And sometimes I just don't want to be there. I just want to yeah. be who I am. Stop treating me for my skin color. Right. 
makes me feel like I'm a weirdo. I'm not a weirdo, but you're making me feel like I'm a weirdo. Well, it also makes me feel less of a person because it's not that you're just Anna. You're now Black Anna. Yeah. You're, oh, the, you're the Black judge for SDF. Uh, for yeah. SDF. Like, yeah. it's, you're never allowed just to be. I actually just came across an article somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it, but uh, what's his name? The British actor that everybody loves they think he wants they want him to be the next bond i get oh. called oh uh, idris elba yeah, yeah. Uh, he oh. was like i'm no longer don't call me the black actor idris elba just call me the fucking actor like i'm so much more than yeah my skin tone as my talent like mm. i am an actor you don't yeah. call tom cruise the white actor tom cruise you no call white actor. I, no yeah you don't call uh, you don't call the comedian Jim Carrey the white comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, so why does it have to be the black comedian? Why is it? Why does it always have to be the black or the Asian or the yeah. Latino person doing something versus everybody else is just their name? Yeah. So I guess I, I really completely understand that, and it's you're not alone in that sentiment. That no. allow me to be me, to be me. <laughs> yeah, allow me to be me, just be me, and I think that's why it's so important for me to. When I reflect on it, like I've only had one, which who you met, my friend Carla. Yeah. It's like my first melanin girlfriend. So I have obviously people in the UK, but so it's so moving back home. I had a lot of confidence that kind of that diminished, it kind of went down to the way I used to be before and then I was doing auditions and even when I, I'm not going to say what show but mm-hmm. I was doing the show and in Sweden, you know as they like to have like some celebrity to be like to do their lead roles yeah. so they can sell tickets mm-hmm. and they tried to diminish my CV resume. I'm like, no dude. Who did? One of the actors? No, the theater. When they, you okay. know, you're going to put your yeah. name in the program. Mm-hmm. They were trying to cut out parts of my resume. Yeah. Because you can't outshine celebrities, right? Oh, come on. For real? Mm-hmm. I was like, you missed something. Yeah, I did do the Western. I did do this. I did do that. Wow. And th- th- now we're, what, 2011-ish? Yeah, 2011. Pretty exact. Not so many many years ago, my friends. If you're listening to this. We, so many people want to say, oh, that's how it used to be. 10 years ago (laughs) isn't that far off. So a lot of these things still happen to this day because people have that mentality. People have that, oh, you're too different. Oh, you can't be as good. Oh, you're going to outshine this person. Well, that's what the, then they need to fucking step up their game because I'm not going to diminish my light just to make them shine better because no, come on now. Mm-hmm. And I, so it, it's interesting, like, cause I don't know how you see it since you lived in Sweden now for a couple of years now, like a lot of years. Um, 13. 13, mm-hmm. and a half. <laughs> 13 going on 14. Yep. And I think sometimes I can I can feel some sadness of it. Like everything I do, it's um, it's so lonely. Mm-hmm. But I've chosen that path because I want to do it. I can 
you know, yeah. like I've always been one of those people that I don't mind recommending who and who is what and not. But when I see that doesn't reciprocate, it doesn't come back to me mm-hmm. because I feel people sometimes use you, uh, use you, and uh, they don't want you to shine because yeah. I think I'm going to say the word feeling threatened. Yes. Oh, yes. Say it loud. That's the Threatened. thing. Well, you know, we have we have adults in our lives that are in power positions of power that feel threatened. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things, especially in Scandinavia, that one because everybody in Scandinavia, we've this has come up a few times for those that have listened before. Uh, the term logon, where everybody's supposed to be equal, like no one's supposed to be better than the other person. So a lot of people skate by mm-hmm. by doing the bare minimal for their job. Like yeah. they know what yeah. they need to do to get their work done. So if you are actually not super talented, but if you're if you're doing stuff that makes them look bad mm-hmm. because they're not doing it, then they get really threatened and then you become a problem that they try and push out, that they try yeah. and wash out, that they, and this has nothing to do with color at this point. This is just, if you are just a human person that likes to do stuff or like is good at what you do. I'm not, don't expect people to tone down just to make you feel better. Then you should level up. If you're comfortable, yeah. if you're content with being average, that's your fault, not mine. But I'm going to fly and succeed. And I don't mean myself. I mean, people in general, we have that need and desire and want to achieve in life. Yeah. And that's why so many people, I I feel that's why so many people in Sweden are actually unhappy because Mm. they're not given the opportunity to express themselves or go the distance that they want to go. They all, they all want to let go and try it, but they're scared of the repercussions of going beyond the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So then the, the easiest thing is to make the other person the problem so that I'm safe in my place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this all goes back to what you're saying earlier about why you feel you're done with all of it. Mm-hmm. And again, I understand all of mm-hmm. those pressures, all of those stupidities, mm-hmm. all of those mm-hmm. underlying undercutting type actions and feelings and sentiments people are just like you're like okay i'm done i'm going to do something completely different i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to be in my lane i'm going to do what i want to do mm-hmm. if i don't have anything else to prove to people i'm just going to go that way yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah no it's and i think it's such a shame that people have to feel so threatened like you know we're it's a small world this industry. So why can't I just recommend you? And I know people don't want to put me forward. Like it's no, I'm so fed up with that. So that's why I've learned to, I just shut up and I do what I do. And then if I feel to, I can recommend someone the quiet way, but if it, it's a give and take, if you don't, if you're never going to put me forward, then you want to blast or you don't want to root for me i'm like you know what i'm done you know because i don't i don't feel like there is a competition like you are you you're Mm -hmm. unique i'm me i'm unique yep so no matter what we're never going to be the same right yeah so yeah yeah 
But with all of that said, you found a new light in your life with SDF, Swedish Dance Sport Federation. Yeah, DSF. D- yeah, DSF, is it? No, oh. no, SDF. SDF. No, Swedish Dance Sport Federation. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I am. <laughs> Are you sure I'm working with this one? Yeah. Can you ex- can you explain what SDF is? Well, this I was introduced to by my friend Judith Martinez Åkesson. Well, she's she's might be an interesting person for you to talk to because she's done. She comes from a different side of dancing, but she's mm. such a passionate person. It's people, dancers uh, competing in sports. Mm-hmm. So dance is sport. I know now they're trying to get breaking into the OS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Olympics. So, yeah. So I was introduced to this like 20, 2018. I was just coming in as a guest judge and I'm judging in disco, which is freestyle, slow dance. So just just so people who are not Scandinavian understand, not disco as in the seventies disco. It's a very no, specialized. It, it, that's it. Very it comes from that. It kind of evolved. Yeah, <laughs> like a Yeah, that's yeah. where it comes from. The original. Um, and I think in Sweden we don't have that same culture. Like if you go, like just living in the UK. Mm-hmm. Kids compete from an early stage. We right. don't have that culture here. Like, I didn't know that. I knew of disco, but that wasn't, yeah. And now they have uh, evolved. So we have something called performing arts, and mm-hmm. that includes modern, lyrical jazz, up tempo jazz, production. So you can compete solo, duo, small team, big team. It's great. It's great for oh, the so kids. They're pretty, so they're pretty much make, not making it like, but they're going more towards the, uh, what's that called? The convention circuit, like in the U.S., where you have like the Ballet Grand Prix, you have these yeah. conventions where they have the team uh, mm-hmm. competitions and different dance styles, jazz, yeah. ballet, lyrical. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So, so that's fun. And I think, um, yeah. It's been, uh, it's nice to see. You see a lot of great talent out there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wish I could just bring some of them talent into school. We need to like just polish them up. Mm-hmm. But I think the passion comes from there. You know, they have passion. And, you know, it's not like the private schools that we have in Gothenburg who wants to own everything. That's why I took a step back in teaching as well. Mm-hmm. Since pretty much except one school have always said, Oh, you're not allowed. Or, They're not allowed to come to you. They're not allowed to come. Yeah. So I, I, I'm done with that part as well. I'm yeah. like, you just want to dance, go dance for whoever you want to dance for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been uh, judging now since 2018. I've also taken my international license in 2019. I went mm-hmm. to Serbia. Nice. Uh, to do that, we were people from 30 different countries. Well, I haven't been able really to since after that came the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been, last year I went to Norway, I was invited to t- judge in the nationals of hip hop in Oslo, which was mm-hmm. fun. 
And next week, I'm going to Lithuania. Lithuania? Lithuania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Friday to uh, judge the championships in hip hop. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, I'm excited. This is what I live for to meet new people, travel. That's going to be exciting. And then we have the Swedish competitions. We had, not last week, the week before. Mm-hmm. It, you know, in Sweden, it's like always one week, Vinterveckan. Yeah. Winter week of sports, the Swedish mm-hmm. championships in different kinds of sports. So I was, uh, that, that Sunday I went there to see the dancers compete and then it was broadcasted on TV. Yeah, so, so it, it's uh, evolving. Mm-hmm. I think we lost a lot of dancers during the pandemic. So we used to have competition. I would be at home in my sofa with my laptop iPad, judging, and they would send in their videos and then we would sit at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's nice. Good, good. Mm? Nice. Glad you found. And, 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 uh, I'm also working on Team Sweden as a, let's say, my landslugs coach. Yeah. Uh, co- yeah. A co- a, the team coach. So, yeah. So, for part, performing arts. Mm-hmm. So, this weekend we went to Stockholm. Like a team uh, camp, what do you call? Yeah. It? I don't know. Like a like yeah. a like a development. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my god, I can only think of the Swedish word. No. Uh, a team building. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For them to yeah. do physical tests, and because we went to a place called Bosen, which all the athletes go to in Sweden, it's like mm. a major big deal. Um, they they yeah they were stressed out, and we were there together with the. Standard Latin and uh, dancers coming as well. Mm-hmm. So was, they had to do like different physical, vertical jumps, beep tests, <laughs> strength, and then they get to get the results from there. And then I held a technique class and another girl held. So it was really nice for the dancers. They're trying to put them forward so they can level up, uh, improve and be better. Nice. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Cool. I'm really glad. I was going to say, I'm really glad you found something that still keeps you in dance and keeps your passion alive. Yeah. In in the industry that yeah. you, you're with the next generation and seeing them develop. And although you're not in the dance class setting specifically and you're not no. uh, in the performing, but you still have your foot in what has given you so much in your life. Yes. And look at that. Look at that smile that you have right now. Just talking about yeah. it makes you smile and enjoy it. Yeah. And I miss, I like, sometimes I miss going to class. I wish I could just, you know, randomly just go to class. Mm-hmm. But I still I have this thing over me that people, because we've been teaching a lot in Gothenburg and I just want to be a student. I just want someone to tell me what's left and right. Yeah. And I feel like I don't really, if I want to go and do class, I have to be elsewhere. You know, I just want to be, not seen, seen, right. but not seen. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't want to have to be on the top. You just want to, no, you just want to be I in just there just to enjoy. Yeah. So that will happen, but maybe I have to go abroad or do something yeah. because I don't want to be, you know, people recognize us because right. we are a minority. Yeah. <laughs> So before we go, uh, there's one more sequence. Uh, my last mm-hmm. name's Gamble. Play off of it. I bought a roulette table. You've oh. heard the show. You know how this goes. 
Uh, there are 16 shot glasses that are numbered. Each number uh, coordinates to a question. We spin the wheel. We ask the question. You answer. It's nothing shady. It's just good fun. Getting people yeah. to know a little bit more. You up for it? Yeah. Cool. Let's see. So we got our magic roulette, roulette ball. We spin the wheel. We spin the wheel. We see what magic number comes up. Number 30. 30. Number 30. Okay. A celebrity or project you're still waiting to work with or accomplish? <laughs> a celebrity? Or a project. That, that I, I, it's my wish or that I am... That you would like to work with or you're mm -hmm. still... That you want to accomplish. And if this question doesn't apply to you, we can do another one. Uh, well... I think I would like, well, I don't know if it's correct. Let's try it. Like I just say what's yeah. on yeah. my mind. Like I would like to continue to work with television. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed that. You know, last year working with uh, Swedish television, Swedish television with Doobadoo. Mm -hmm. I've been asked to go on and do it again now, again this year. So I'm looking forward to that. I would like to do more of that. Work with artists in general to guide them through. As as a choreographer, coach, or yeah, a... yeah, choreographer, movement coach, mm -hmm. you know, do yeah. I would like to do more of that. Nice, yeah. Because you've then also because you also choreographed uh, number four Swedish Bingo Lotto. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know, Bingo Lotto is a very big thing in Sweden. Where I think it's Christmas. It's what yeah, it's some it was... holiday that yeah. There's this big TV show and they have dance numbers and. Uh, performers and artists and it's bingo mm. and the whole family yeah. sits there with bingo cards and you win money and prizes and stuff. Yeah. But you've choreographed that. You did Park Lane, you know, the yeah. dinner shows mm -hmm. and events and happenings and and like yeah, I would like if I would choose something, I would love to work more with television. Television. Cool. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Yes, let's make that happen. Um so I'm really excited again to join uh, the production of Doobie Doo here. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. So we'll see yeah. about that. Is that come? Are you doing it again, or that's something you want to do again? Yeah. No, I'm doing it again. I've been asked now. Nice. Yes. There we go. So I'm see? Really yes, I'm really excited about that. You know, I felt like I was at the. That was my forum to level up to yeah. do that. And it's, you know, as you know, as I know, it's not always just about the steps. It's all about being able to communicate to different people. Yes. And make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think the production development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. And I think we both have that gift of doing that. Yeah. Dope. And then I would like to, you know, nah, I think that's where I would like to go. If I could choose, I would go more into the television scene. Well, speak it into the world as you already yeah. have, and it's coming back yeah. to you. Let's yeah. just speak more of it so we get more of it. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Thank of you. course. So if people want to find out more about you or mm -hmm. see what projects you're doing or what you've done, or like if you're away in Lithuania and stuff, can they follow mm -hmm. you on can they follow you on social it, media? Yes, they can. Where? Best How? way is probably Instagram. Okay, what's your Insta it, handle? 
Oh, I think it's Janet 16. I need to go in and check it actually because you know, you don't think about it. <laughs> Damn. Damn. At Yes, exactly. That's where you can find me. Cool. That's Insta. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best. And then okay. obviously you can find me on Facebook, but I'm more active on Instagram than okay. Facebook. Yeah. Cool. No, no shit talk. I mean, TikTok. Oh, yeah, I do have TikTok, but I'm not busy with that one as much. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, that's a work in progress, I think. I'm, <laughs> you know, that's I, I personally don't think you need to do it, but that's just me. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I like to go and look at it, but I am not sure because that's a lot of work. I admire everyone who puts their heart and soul to these social medias and edit and edit and edit and edit. I'm like, damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not there. All right. And with that being said, if you're not doing already, make sure you follow at Gamble's Green Room to stay up to date of all of our upcoming guests some behind the scenes behind the interviews as well as work that the guests have been doing. Um, make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already on all your favorite digital audio streaming uh, platforms, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Deezer, all of them were there. Find us, we're there. So if you're not following, make sure you like and subscribe to do that. And thank you, sis, for you. one, giving me more inside access to you. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we all have, we all have stories and we talk to each other, but there's still so much experiences that we have that we can never tell everybody all at once. You know what I mean? So thank you for sharing. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. This has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed myself. Yesterday I was like, Oh, what am I going to talk about? And then I'm like, no, dude, Anna is with your bro. Like, yeah. You know, um, so I really enjoyed, I swear we could have sat on for more hours. Oh, yeah, talk. definitely. Definitely. But so maybe we do another you. one because there's certain, cause yeah. we haven't talked about the Mary Kay gigs that we've done together. We no, haven't talked see, about have, the Forever Living lo- gigs we've done together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we have a, we have a history here. Like, yeah. so yeah, to be continued. That's to what be we continued. have to do. I like it. I like it when my guests we, have so much fun that they want to do it again. That makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Mike. And I love you. And thank you for spreading awareness about everything, the industry, the minorities, the, everything that includes what you're presenting in your shows where you invite guests to speak and talk. I think it's really great and it's really important. Thank so you. you're doing like an awesome job really Uh, proud of you love you love you so much love you speak to yes baby Bye. bye bye